What's up, travelers? I am Morgan, and I'm your dungeon master for this amazing campaign with this incredible cast. Before we get started, I want to send a special shout out to UO Publishing, also known as Underground Oracle. These guys are incredible. They make content for you to use at your table, and you should check them out. I like to point out that most of the audio that you hear in this is provided by Arcane Anthem or Tabletop Audio. Now let's introduce the cast. Tonight I am with... Hey everybody, my name is Jake. My handle is D20Deputy. You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, pretty much everywhere. Um, I am the DM of a group called Death by D20, and I love Liquid Death. Liquid Death, the greatest water that ever existed. It will murder your thirst, but it won't murder you. Hi, my name is Justin. I'll be playing the Fire Genasi Warlock of Jace. My social media handle is Giga Conduit. Hello, everyone. My name is Jonesy. I run a group called Hard Knock Dice, a live stream. You can find us on Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, all that good stuff at Hard Knock Dice. I'm going to be playing Vernalox Summerstone, the Dragonborn Cleric. Hi, I'm Kylie. Uh, you can find me at various social medias at History underscore Kylie, and I play the Aarakocra Ranger Aka Lightfeathers. And I don't have anything to plug. <laughs> <laughs> all right time to get started and as always thanks for joining our adventures We last left off with our heroes leaving Oglor's budding city and heading south once more with Rindar as their guide. Traveling along the route for several days, they avoided many dangers, including an almost encounter with scouts from the Broken Bones clan. After reaching the forest and pushing their way deep in the into the dark, eerie woods, they discovered a long dead adventurer with magical armor near a small river. As Aka flew to inspect it, and the others quickly began moving across the water. They found themselves engaged with uh, several large humanoid spider monstrosities known as Ettercaps. After defeating the threat, the party was able to recover the armor, and they are now preparing to make camp. As we pan in, the fight has been finished. Aka, you're the first to hear the sound of thunder in the distance. And you smell that that scent of like moisture in the air. And you feel a strong breeze pushing through the trees. And the trees start rattling as the leaves along the branches seem to warn you of a storm coming. Oh guys, there's a there's a nasty storm of brewing. I can feel it. I can feel it in my feathers. Should we rest here? Should we push on through the storm? I said, I don't know. Um, should we're, we're, uh, Morgan gonna have you roll for something? Yeah, go ahead and give me a uh, a nature check yep. to to see how well how well you can tell how dangerous the storm might be or how strong it might be from what you're seeing right now. Uh, Eighteen. You can tell at this distance. You, I mean, the thunder you heard was just it was really far off in the distance. Mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> and it strikes you as a storm very similar to the one you guys met on your way through here. And you do know that these northern parts are no, known to pick up a lot of really nasty uh, thunder and lightning storms. Occasionally, even tornadoes roll through these plains and these forests. Um, and this definitely feels like this is going to be one of those storms that's going to be hard to to get good rest without finding solid cover. Okay. Uh, so I, I look to the group and say, um, guys, we, we should really find another cave or dig a hole and hunker down for the night because it's going to be bad. There might be even a tornado. Those are no fun. Um, so yeah, that's my opinion as a bird. Well, Akka, I think that you're the most suited to find us shelter. Do you see anything from up high? Um, yeah. Before I, you fly I away, I, Go ahead. I do have something that might be able to help us. A spell, oh. if you will. What Ooh. is it? I can make a shelter. Depending on how long you think this storm will last, Akka, I have something that could last us eight hours through a night for a night's sleep. Oh, probably. Maybe you like, like found like a, a circle of trees. You uh, could rain, like we could set up camp in the middle of that. And then with your spell, like it just gives us extra cover. Maybe. It, how about, I think Abdiel's still on the right track for you to find somewhere secluded. So nobody sees us because yeah. this will not make us invisible by any means. But if you will find some cavern to where we can tuck away safely or a thicket of trees of some sort, I can make sure that we are safe. Okay, I can do that for sure. Um, so I am going to... Uh, go ahead. Yeah, nature. Uh, survival check. Sorry, survival yeah, I check. Say I should do, probably do survival. Oh, uh, you're flying You're flying from above, right? Um. Well, that was my... I was going to try to decide whether I just, like, did a flyover like a quick up and back or if i should just like stay on the ground to, that's what i was like trying to decide um what would be better because if i'm flying up above i'm not going to see anything anyways because the trees are all inter like they're it's created a canopy you, you have flown a little bit through here and you know there are some areas where there's canopies but there are some areas in the forest where you can see through so you might be able to spot something Maybe, you know, do a little combination of the two. Fly up and then fly down, inspect areas. But you you could fly and still potentially find something. In fact, if you did that, you I, I would let you roll at advantage for the survival okay. check. Let's do that. Because you're able to cover more ground. You're able to get a different perspective of the area. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Because that's way better. That's a 16. <laughs> All right. And you think you see what looks like a little... Uh, it's it's it wouldn't be like a mountain, but you see a little rocky alcove where it looks like um, whether it's people that did it or time has kind of worn in an area that kind of creates like a little shelter that will definitely help protect you from the weather. You do see an area, but uh, it'll take you guys probably about maybe ten minutes to to get everything and hike over there. Okay. Which will be cutting it close before the storm starts coming in. Okay. Um, so I fly back. Drop down, go. Okay, um, we needed to do double time to that arping over there. I can lead us there. Um, it's gonna be about ten minutes, but we gotta move, otherwise we're gonna 
and get caught in them kind of like the last time. Okay. Lead on. Rendar's like, sounds good. And he immediately starts grabbing everything that was, you know, starting to be laid out for the campsite and starts putting it back up. And after a minute or so, you guys have everything and able to, to move through and continue. And she guides you guys through. Um, and as I said, you, you did your best uh, with what time you had. And it definitely pays off as you find that small cave. And it's a little bit further down the river. But it's large enough for... Now that you're closer to it, you realize that you lucked out. It is definitely large enough for all of you to hunker down in. And what's even better is that it's a little bit raised, right? Like the, the rocks go up a little bit, so the rain should not kind of come into the cave. It'll drain outward. So you shouldn't really get wet while you guys are inside of it uh, as the water will flow away from the entrance. And you guys get there, and at this point... The wind is really blowing through the trees. Uh, the leaves are just all over the place. You guys have to every so often kind of put your hand up to protect you from, you know, branches and things that are kind of being blown, dirt being blown. But you do make it inside the little cave and you're able to set up a little fireless campsite because with the wind and everything like that, it's really hard to get the fire going. Here, give me 10 minutes. Vern will trace a circle that's about 10 foot in radius. And is it 10 foot in radius? 10 foot in diameter, maybe? Uh, 10 foot radius. And start ritually casting Tiny Hut. It's going to take me 10 minutes to do that, though. All right. And as Vern is doing this ritual spell and you guys are sitting there kind of all hunkered together inside this cave. You can hear the howling of the wind as it kind of blows in and out of the cave. It's, it's just, it's almost sounds like, like a, a ghostly howl of a person long dead, but you know, it's the weather. And as he finishes the spell and you guys kind of feel it, it would block the wind out, wouldn't it? Cause it keeps the weather inside there all nice and, Correct. The weather, the weather inside yeah. the space is comfortable and dry. Yeah. As soon as he does that, you guys feel the wind that's blowing through you just stop, and it's nice and comfortable. And right at this moment, you can see the rain start to fall heavily outside, and it's just pouring so so heavy that it's hard to see too far out. You can see the river, right? But beyond that, it's really hard to see much of the forests. I mean, it's dark as it is, anyways. But this weather definitely doesn't help. It's blocking out the moon. So at this point, it's almost pitch black out there. Every so often, you'll see, uh, you know, shadows and everything light up from the, the lightning as it strikes. But you guys can see that the ground outside, is, the cave is slowly turning into a miniature river itself as you see the water growing. But it doesn't quite reach you guys. And you find that your, your campsite is nice and safe. If... If Aka didn't find this, even with the tiny hut, you guys would have been probably covered in water, or at least when the tiny hut went down. But with where you guys are, with the height of the cave, you guys are fairly confident that you should be able to get a good night's rest. How do you guys want to do your watch? With I, our eyes. I can go first. <laughs> I think I'll go to sleep like as soon as the 
thing is set up. Okay. As soon as it goes, as soon as it gets up, you guys hear some lightning and the rain comes down. You look over and you realize that Jace is snoring. <laughs> He's already asleep. Like, like, not like snoring, snoring, but like I am turned away and like giving the physical yeah. impression that I am going to sleep. I'm taking a second. Enough, yeah. If you would like to wake me up once, once the time comes. Okay, you can do that. Right. And Ock on the first shift, you watch out, and every so often you'll see like the shadows of small little creatures running, but very few of them. You know, even though it's nighttime you and it's really bad weather, you kind of thought you might see a couple more skittering off to trying to find shelter, but very few, which makes sense since since you guys have gotten in this forest, there's been very little signs of animal life. Um just it just it's always it's felt really dark since you've entered here not like a, the normal forest that you're used to but you sit quietly listening to the storm and go ahead and give me a perception check okay. <clears throat> 18 18 you nice nice and your night goes well uh, at one point you you do think you saw something shuffling along but it's far enough in the distance that and it doesn't come your way might have been a person might have just been a large animal but whatever it was it didn't seem to be interested in coming where you guys are at luckily again your shelter makes it harder for unless somebody's uh, the way i would describe this is it's deep enough to where unless somebody walks right in front of the the cave entrance and looks really hard in there, they're not going to see you looking out. Because mm -hmm. it's dark enough, and you have to really just be right in front of this little entrance to get a good view of who's in here. But whatever it was out there, didn't seem to be interested in the cave. And your shift goes, and you can wake up Vernalax. So, uh, hops over to Vernalax. Vern, Vern, it's, it's your time, your turn. Vern! And she like pulls out a, a cloth and like pokes him like a little oh, bit. Man. It's your turn. Wake up. Yes, wonderful. Damn dreams. All right. Go on, Rixie. Have a good sleep. Yeah, Rick. <laughs> Which we haven't talked about Rixie in a bit. But Rixie. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to catch up. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say like Akka starts to pull out. You know all of the blankets, because <laughs> you know she was like moments before, like you know earlier that day, she had been covered in all sorts of, of like spider webs and nasty goo. She's like, I'm just tired and I meh <laughs> wants to be cozy, and so she's pulled out all of her blankets. <laughs> yeah, I imagine as you're walking along, you're like constantly pulling out like webbing that you find in your feathers yeah. until you got There's here. There's a lot of like. <laughs> We haven't talked about Rixie in a while, but she has been quietly moved along the party, and she sits up with you. Um, and Rindar wakes up as well, and he sits with you on the watch. And he waits, and he sits quietly for a long while. 
And then once Aka falls asleep and everybody else is asleep, he turns to you. Verilax. Yes, Rindal. I, uh, I have a request of you. Very well. I am at your service. How can I help? Well, I, um, I, I don't believe anything bad will happen. You guys are strong. But if, uh, at any point, I am no longer myself, like many of our, my brethren have been my sisters, I want you to know that I'm okay if you guys need to end me. Colonel, take a, a clawed hand and just put it on, uh, put it on Rindar's uh, back, sort of like around his neck. Let's try not to think of such dreadful things. But I hear you. We will do what must be done. But it does us no good to think that way right now. I I understand. And while I am still me, the farther we travel here, the more darkness I feel in this this wound. It grows. I, I he opens it. It doesn't look any different. It doesn't look any worse. It looks as healthy as it was when Shadaha uh, had, you know, cast her magic on it. It doesn't look any worse than it did before. It looks looks fine. Looks like a wound that's recovering. But he says, I can't explain it, but the further we go, I just feel this this weight on me. Perhaps it's just fear, but I... I'm unsure what will happen next, and I figure you would be the best to tell. I know that you have a, a good heart, as do your companions, but I just feel that you might have the most difficulty with doing what may need to be done. And I want you to know, when t if the time comes, you don't have to feel bad. I appreciate your trust in telling me this. We will do what must be done, and we will hope that it does not come to that. What if it does? Is there anyone that we should tell something to? Giving him a very knowing look. Or <laughs> give something to. Um, and he it's my wife for me no he pulls he pulls out a a very nicely crafted dagger probably one of the finest daggers you've seen crafted and surprising that it would be you know this looks like something that would be in the hands of a noble not so much a, a barbaric warrior in the north this was a a gift from Bula she wishes, you know, uh, her wishes for me to to be successful in this world. It was a nice gift. Um, if I do perish in any fashion on this journey and you are able to return it to her, let her know that it, it did me well in life. And I hope that it will continue to do her well in life. 
and then he puts it back behind him. Gotcha. It's very beautiful. I will do so. Yes. Thank you. And then he he looks off, and he'll make a perception check. <laughs> and if you want to make your perception check for the shift, go ahead. Ooh, Rindar's got Vern thinking hard about tomorrow. That is a natural one for a total of nine. Oh. Rindar's deep in thought as well. As he he's looking out, but deep in his own thoughts. But luckily, nothing seems to catch you guys by surprise while you were on shift and your shift ends <clears throat> and I don't know who would pick the next shift but <clears throat> I guess I would do it I'll take it with Jace as Vernalax and Rindar and Rixie drift off into sleep you two are on shift as the rain's pouring heavily outside it's kind of beautiful you know and it's as crazy and chaotic as the storm is, it's it does give you a sense of peace in this moment of night as you guys are sitting on watch. And if you guys go ahead and roll your perception checks, unless you guys have something to talk about. 16. Dirty 20. Nice. You guys sit in quiet and you focus on your watch and just take in the weather. Uh... No, never mind. What? What is it? Okay. No, it's, I, I, was, I was gonna say I was um gonna do it while meditating, like not trying to contact the spirit or anything, like just you know, cross legs, eyes closed, things like that. Just sort of like trying to just listen to nature. Okay. So yeah, at one point during during this, you you kind of sit up and you try to connect with the world around you, and. You can feel, as you're sitting there in this, you can feel the storm. You can feel the elements that are creating the storm. The, the water, the, the, the lightning, the, you know, it makes the hair on your arm stand up. You can, you can feel all that, but reaching out into the forest itself, it's hard to really find anything substantial to hold on to. And maybe it's because this forest doesn't have an elemental guardian in it. Or maybe it's the void. But for you, it feels almost like reaching into an empty black abyss. It's a little bit disturbing. Is that all I feel? With, with Yeah, with, with the weather, like I said, you can feel the, the lightning and the charge from it and the cool water. You can feel the, the connections to those elements, but the force itself it just feels empty. Okay. And... As you guys finish your shift, morning comes and you guys see the storm has begun to slow. And as the sun rises, it, it moves on. And you guys are greeted by a muddy forest and an overcast sky. And the wood outside is real damp. So it's really hard to start a good campfire. It'll take some work if you guys wanna make breakfast Rindar, can you go see if you can find some dry firewood for us? This is... It's going to take too long for working with what we got here. If you don't mind, you know these woods better than we do. I will just... I will just produce flame. Just going to hold it so you guys can cook. <laughs> just cook over my hand, guys. Just cook over my hand. That'll go well. Yeah. If you can find us some dry wood there, Rindar. That'll definitely help. Oh, yes, um... 
Uh, but before I go look, I should let you all know that from here on out, we need to be extra quiet in our travels. Um, and that Oglor instructed me for us to travel until we are about a day out. And there should be a nice, uh, nice place for us to stay well hidden until we are given the, the signal from Shadaha. So, um, once we receive that, then we should be less than a day away from our target. Understood. When you guys go out here, be careful. There are things in this forest besides the broken bone to worry about. So just stay cautious and stay alert. And then he turns and trudges out through the mud and tries to see if he can find any type of wood for a breakfast fire. Burnlock's going to turn to the rest of the group when he sees that Rindar is out of earshot. Well, um, I don't think he would take me too well betraying his trust that quickly, but I am not letting anything get in between us three. Four. I am terrible at math. How many of their of us? Yes. Five. There are five of us. Rixie too. Don't don't forget yes, her. Don't don't. Uh, Co- is Rixie. You cannot hear this. All right. <laughs> um, Rindal was telling me last night that the further that the closer we get to this place, he feels some darkness building up in him, like from the wound itself. Now, I know that all of us here are going to be strong enough to do what needs to be done, should it need to be. But I did want to make sure everyone was aware of that. I also want to... And Vero kind of just pause for a moment. It shouldn't be the first thing that we do either. If Rindar does change, we should attempt to go for the source directly before we try to deal with Rindar. Agreed? Sounds good to me. I, I, I have to protest. And I, I do not mean to disagree with the rest of you, but we've been unsuccessful thus far in trying to identify any means of combating the Void's influence other than the utter destruction of the host. I don't know that there is another way. You may be right. There may not be. But we owe it to Rindar to try. The same way we owe it to you, Adil. Would it be helpful if... Fair enough. Would it be helpful if I, um... As as we get closer to, to cast, um... My awareness to see, like, the levels of of the void? Because I, I, I can get a sense of how, you know, big it is. Like, yeah, cause I can, like, Abdiel, I can tell when it grows in you, um, or in general, um, maybe, maybe that could be an indicator. We can use that as a barometer as we get closer. A what's that? A barometer. It's how I know when there is big, uh, 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 storms and stuff coming. Evil? Oh. That's well, I mean, very fancy. Yeah, it's a bird thing. It's okay. <laughs> ah, a bird robber. Got you. 
Yep, a barom. Well, uh, perhaps, uh, <laughs> perhaps. I did want to make sure we were all on the same page before we did take out, before we all went on this venture. Hmm. Knowing that about Rinda, I think is in all of our best interests. Okay. Nabdiel, I am not opposed oh. on. Was was that O from Rindar? Did he just walk? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. That was from that was from me because I, I I thought you guys were finishing and I rolled for his uh, his check to find stuff and I rolled a natural twenty. So oh, nice. He will be coming. He will be coming back with some firewood. <laughs> but please continue. Sorry. I, I, I was just gonna finish. Abdiel, I absolutely understand that this may be the only way. I am. I am not. I'm not argue, arguing that point at all. Just a bit of time for the bigger threat, right? The greater evil is what we are after. Greed. And if you don't mind, Nirnar gets back. I would like to do a prayer for all of us before we march into this. You may not believe in Bahamut or pay homage sure enough believes in us. I feel it. That's fine with me. I don't mind it. With me as well. I'm fine with it. Chase, are you alright? Yeah. And as you guys finish your conversation, you see Rinder coming back actually with a quite a hefty handful of, of very dry uh, logs. And he's like, oh, I... Got lucky, I found some tucked away under some rocks that were high ground, much like our cave. And he pulls them and he sets it down on the edge of the cave where it's still dry. So we can make breakfast if you guys want. Breakfast! We'll be glad to help. And Rindar goes into making a fire. This episode brought to you by IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And he actually prepares a nice meal for you guys. And it is, well, he brought some supplies with him. Some, and, I, you know, actually, I think with that check, maybe he picked something up because I rolled a survival check. He probably picked up an animal while grabbing that firewood. Sweet. Got a rabbit. And he will prepare that so you guys can eat some rabbit meat this morning. Uh, DM, while we're, yes. while we're eating... Can you please remind me, like, does Rindar, like, have a cane or anything that he's walking with or anything like that? No, no, no. He, no, he's not. He's he's walking normal. Okay. He just ha he just has that wound that he got a while back, but okay. it's been healed up pretty good by, by Shadaha. And he doesn't have, like, a limp or anything? Like, there's no, like, clear pain in, like, his shoulders or anything like that? Nope. He is sturdy as you've ever seen him to be. Okay. Sweet. Um, and while you're eating, he does turn to you. Oh. Jace about yesterday. I'm sorry for not engaging. I just wasn't... I didn't want to leave where our stuff was and more of those things came down behind us. You all seem to be holding it quite well over there. If I offended you, I do apologize. It's fine. I was a little emotional still. Well, so I should be apologizing I, to you for snapping. No need. I understand. Well, we should get going. Yes. Oh yes. Agreed. Sorry, I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was a statement, not a question. It was a little bit of both. He was looking at you guys, 
making sure you guys were okay with it. And with that, you guys begin traveling once more. And this next day of travel is, for the most part, with all the things that you guys just talked about, uh, with everything that's been going on, probably a little bit oddly quiet, you know? It's, you don't really want to talk about certain things in front of Rindar. Um, and Rindar himself is just kind of quietly guiding you through, every so often stopping and pointing out to you guys. And Akka as well, because she's well-trained in this stuff. He knows the area. She knows wildlife in the forest. And together, the two of them kind of every so often stop you guys, point out to each other, point out to you guys different things that are out there. And uh, at one point, you guys see a small family of owl bears uh, moving through, which you guys are able to avoid. You remember those before. Uh-huh. And then at, some, at another point, you see uh, several other animals. Again, just a small little family moving quietly through. And it was looks like it, what's left of a herd of deer, which is only maybe about four or five of them. And, you know, they, they stop you guys just because he stops you for that, and you guys are a little bit like, what? Why? But as the deer pass... If we spook the deer and there's things nearby, they'll come looking. And with that, he turns and begins leading you guys. And as you guys move through these woods, the day goes by pretty well. And then after a short time, you find yourselves entering a section that is much more open, a clearing of sorts. And it's about 30 30 feet in diameter. And I want you guys all to give me perception checks as you're making your way into this clearing. Nine. Another natural one. Oh. I got a nat one too. So it's a total of six. Oh oh no. I got a I got a ten. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're We're all gonna die. We're gonna die. Well Our, our highest roll is a ten. Jesus. Wait, what did Rindar get? Rindar didn't have to roll. This was he was. This is for something else. Oh damn um, it! <laughs> Rindar does stop for a second, and he begins to drink some water. And uh, he looks around and he kind of touches his chest, and <clears throat> but he seems to be fine. And he insists you guys travel a bit further, and. Just then, as he steps out into the clearing, you guys see a portion of the forest shift. And you realize you are not alone. Alka, does the forest often move on its own? No, this is bad. I don't know what's happening. I can't be sized. What is going on? Ah! I don't like this. I don't like this at all. And as you guys are discussing that, I need everybody to give me a constitution uh, save. Oh, shit. Constitution... Uh, 19. 12. 15 for Vern Legs. Uh, and Abdiel? Hold on. I think it's still, still rolling. Roll. Still rolling. Come uh, on. That's still rolling. Real bad. Real bad. That's a four. <laughs> oh, no. no. You guys are hit with this sudden, horrid stench of death and decay. Oh, that's not bad. And Rindar and Abdiel, both of you turn and hurl from this the smell the rest of you 
are able to hold it down just barely. Jeez. And you guys, yeah, it, it, it is one of the worst smells you have smelled. I was going to say, I hope it's not a disease because I'm immune to those. <laughs> and as you guys are looking at, you know, Abdiel and Rindar as they're heaving and they kind of trying to get themselves together, you see the, the, the force shift again as a heap of vines, ferns, and other vegetations seems to crunch forward as a group of tangled uh, small trees and shrubs seem to almost come ho- somehow come to life. And you see this huge mound of earth has no legs or head or any other appendages to speak of. Just suddenly animate animate as this pile of plants seem to have some type of life. And they just move towards you. And I need all of you guys to roll for initiative. Oh, God. This is fun. 18. Uh, 15. Eight. I got you one. beat. Abdiel gets a one. six. <laughs> so it's going to be Jace, Akka, Rindar, Vernlax, Abdiel, and this thing goes on a two. So. Oh my God. <laughs> I hope I move faster than a bush. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, uh, right. DM. Yes, go ahead. Can you please remind me how hold action works? hold action like you say I'm going to attack this thing as it gets closer or if it does this then I'm going to use my action to attack so like if, and then you just kind of wait there so um is it like with a teammate is it like if they at- like when they start attack I can also like do my attack yeah you can do something like that when I see Akka shoot her arrow I'm going to do this or if I see- when I see Vernalax charge forward and smashes his mace or hammer what, what does Vernalax use again I can't remember he has a mace doesn't he Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, yeah, whatever, you know, you just tell me what is going to set off your action, and then we go from there. Okay. All right. So what is Jace doing since you were at the top of the round, good sir? Is Akka standing next to me? Where is Akka Um, at this point? You you saw this thing coming. You started panicking. Did you fly up? Did you stay where you were? What did you do? Uh, I usually look to what everybody else is doing. Um, are we in a, we're in a clearing, right? Like a full white clearing. You guys are on the edge of a clearing. You just started to step into it. And this thing just suddenly shifted out from one of the sides to like from your right. And it's okay. moving towards you guys. Uh, and it's a large mound shambling towards you. Okay. So I, th- I hope that gives you a hint of what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, um, as soon as it's like started moving and we realized something was going on, um, Akka like started to take off, but that doesn't mean that she's moved anywhere yet. So, um, if if Jace does something to her, she'll she'll position herself as needed. Um, tell me if I can do this DM like as a action or a bonus action i'm going to like hold my hand out and produce flame in whichever direction that Akka is going that way she can like come past with her arrow tips just like get them ready for fire you could uh i believe that's an action because i believe that spell is yes it is, yes it is an action so i'll just and do i need to roll anything for it or is it just like i hold my no, hand you would it? just okay you hold your hand out and create flame and 
Akka's standing right by you. Yep, I will I will just do that without a word. I think when you do that, right. Akka looks over at you and goes, Are we doing this? Are we gonna light things on fire? Very briefly, <laughs> Jace yeah. wonders like how th how this um works with him being quote unquote a spirit daddy, but then he pushes that thought down and just like extends the hand towards her even more. <laughs> <laughs> And then once that once she's done that, um, as a bonus action, I am going to not do a thing except just like put my hands out like I'm about to tackle somebody. All right. So with that, Akka, it is your go. Awesome. You see Jace turn to you, create flames, and then he looks like he's preparing to engage this thing on his next uh, next go round. Awesome. So, I am going to cast Hunter's Mark on the giant thing in front of me. Um, and then I'm going to uh, position my arrow, or my bow, so that um, when I fire it, it goes through the, pr the, the flames that uh, Jace has so kindly provided for me. And I'm going to shoot uh, my my book. All right. Righty. That is a 21 to hit. 21 hits. Great. Nice. Okay. So, um, do I add any extra damage fire? Would I, would I roll my 2d8 yes. for this? Is it the produced flame? It would. I wouldn't say it'd be a two d eight because it's not hitting them with the full produced, the full flame that's produced. Just 1D8. She's dipping her arrows in it. I'm. I was gonna give her one d six extra for fire sorry. damage from it. Okay. Okay. So I, you can apologize. You were. You were asking. <laughs> Great. So. But go ahead and do do them separately. Do your normal damage mm -hmm. first. Do the fire damage Great. afterwards. So, um, nine piercing damage plus. My hunter's mark damage, uh, just three plus. Okay. Uh, only one fire damage. So that is a total of thirteen damage. Um. You fire the first arrow; it hits this thing, and fire seems to do something to it, but it doesn't look like it does as much damage as you were, was hoping with the flames. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to take my second action and just fire another arrow. Can I still do fire, or do you, uh, is that a, a one-and-done kind He's got the fire up this turn. He's holding it up, and you can, like, pass your arrows through it as you're going to fire. Okay. Does a 28 hit? It does. Great. So my normal damage is 11, and let's pull out. Beautiful, that's two more uh, points of fire damage. So a total of another 13 points of damage to this thing. And as you hit it, the fire almost immediately goes out. Like it's the body of this thing seems to put it out. And it looks like it is not happy, but you can't really tell if you did a lot of damage to it or not because, it, again, it's just this huge shambling mound of tree, uh, small trees, shrubs, plant life, and vines. And it's kind of hard to tell 
you know, what all has happened to this thing from your arrows. But you definitely hit it, and it definitely did seem to make some noises of pain as it was hit. Okay. Um, can I do a nature check on this thing? Um, is that a, can I do that as a reaction, or is that an action action? Yeah, I'll let you, you're looking at it as you're firing at it. I'll let you do that as a okay. reaction. Go ahead and give me an nature check to see if you know uh, what that is. That is a 19. You remember, you actually, you studied a lot of stuff before you came to the city, but you realized when you were there and, and learning, you were given more access to more books inside the city. And you read in a book about a creature that has a terrible sense of death uh, that looks a lot like what you see here. And they are known as shambling mounds. Uh, let me see here. And these things are immune to lightning. Oh no. And they are also immune to being blinded, deafened, and exhausted. Okay. And there is some information to suggest that they have resistances to both cold and fire. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. Oh. No. Um, That's not good. After I fire those arrows, um, I look over to Jace and go, Jace, um, I think our our little experiment with the, the fire arrows is not going to be very productive with this particular uh, creature. Um, you probably will have better uh, chance, like, directly affecting it. Um, guys, it's bad and gross. Ace hears that he is useless in this fight and silently weeps, <laughs> and then he goes home. <laughs> <laughs> what good you... am I in a forest? <laughs> if not this! <laughs> yeah, you, I was going to say, the other thing you know about them is they are called the all-consuming devourers. They are they feed on any organic material that comes in their way, uh, consuming plant life and also animals that can't escape them. Okay. Guys, stay away from it. And you are now in the room. Yeah, you're now in its way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, as you say that, Rindar charges forward and he slams his axe into the side of it. Ah. Let's see here. Oh, man. One second here. I'm trying to find something that is hidden away from me right now. Really, really like the visual of Aka being like, don't get close, and then immediately in the background, it's just like, ah! Yep. Well, ain't that how it works? Just don't get, eaten by it. don't get eaten by it, right? <laughs> oh, that old thing. Oh, don't get eaten by this thing? My bad. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, come on. My computer is going super slow. I'm trying to look up. For some reason, Rindar was not added onto my my counter chart this time, so I'm trying to bring up his the stats I have for him. There we go. And filter. It's beautiful. And the first attack is definitely a miss. <laughs> Rolled a natural two. So as Rindar goes up, and he swings. You see this thing kind of lift up like one of its vines and just kind of 
deflects his blade from carving into it. And with that, he swings again with his second attack. My god. I rolled another three. Oh, damn it. So, yeah, he, both of his attacks. This thing is just swatting away his, his hits. And he cannot seem to get a good solid hit on this thing. And with that, it will be the end of his turn, and it will now be Vernalax. Your go, good sir. Right. <clears throat> so I think I am going to push up a little bit, not all the way up to the thing, but at least put myself, uh, put my put my shield out and try to maybe uh, shield this, or at least keep this thing from pro progressing towards the rest of the party. And I am just going to, I'm going to see how it likes a uh, the Dead. Um which is a uh, wisdom saving throw from it. It makes it. Oh, okay. Well, rolled a natural 16. I'm pretty sure that's going to. And that's not without it. That's not adding its bonuses. Well, it doesn't have any bonuses, so it would just be a natural 16. Does, does, that, does that succeed? My DC is 17. Oh, so it doesn't succeed. I assumed it did. My apologies. No. Go ahead. No. All right, Looking so damn, that's what I get for assuming. That's what I get for assuming. You teach me, teach me, Josie, teach me. Thing is definitely missing hit points, right? Because Aka and Jason. Yes, it is missing hit points. It did, it did receive damage. So you will do your nastier amount of damage. <laughs> uh, could be better. That's going to be thirteen points of, I believe, necrotic damage. Yeah, necrotic damage. Yep. Which it does feel, and you see parts of it. One of the vines that was deflecting the blows seems to shrivel up, turn black, and die and fall off of it. And it kind of pulls back on that side of it, away from uh, Rindar. And it definitely looks like it, it hurt it a little bit. Perhaps it'll stop blocking all your attacks, Rindar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you. That'll be it for my turn. All right. Abdiel, your go. Abiel will charge up to this horrible monstrosity of a creature and uh, swing away <laughs> because that's that's what he does. I will roll to hit. Yeah, I'm gonna roll because this die is very slow. Uh, Sixteen to hit. My first attack. Sixteen does hit. So Abiel charges in. Uh, boom. This creature sounds horrible and smells terrible. And it does. So Abdiel is going to uh, smite. Because it's also... Hold on, so what, what we do see is you see Abdiel wipe away some of the throw up and he pulls out his sword <laughs> and he charges this thing. Make me sick, will you? How dare you? <laughs> um, and he will smite. We gotta mark off a spell slot. Let's do... Yeah, let's just do a first level. So that is a lot of damage. But let me roll it here. Nope, 2d8. 
That is five plus six, eleven plus three is fourteen plus five. Nineteen points of damage on the first hit. Ooh, nice. Um, and he carves into it, holy light and all. Then thing reels back. Second attack. Ooh, nineteen on the die for a. Yeah, 27 to hit. It's definitely going to hit. And I will smite yeah. again. Ooh, much better damage. Kind of, not really. Uh, 16. 21 points of damage on the second hit. Ooh. Nice. With that, both your, your strikes carve into this thing, literally burning the, the plant life around it, cutting through it like butter, and it just reels back in pain as it is not happy with you. Like a hot knife through butter. <laughs> Anything else, Abdiel? Uh, that was my action. I moved. Do I need bonus actions? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> Alright, so with that, it is its turn. And this thing, looking at everything that's going on, it will reach out and try to hit Rinda with its slam attack. Ooh, the first one definitely hits. I'm just going to roll both of his attacks right off the bat. Oh, Rindar. Well, <laughs> buddy! Hits. second one is a nat 20 <laughs> on Rindar. But, buddy, no. Oh, well, okay, so it's going to attack Rindar? With both of its attacks. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's looking at you. You're hurting it, and it wants to... Well, then I will oh use my, my, I will use my reaction to attack it. Oh. All right, so Rindar takes 12 from the first hit. Uh, after the first hit, then I will use my reaction to attack it before it gets that crit on him, and let's see if I can merc this thing. Oh, was that one not the crit? Oh. That was not the crit. Dang. The crit's worse. I was hoping. Uh, and I maxed. I was hoping. It I maxed the damage for the crit. Whenever I hit with a melee weapon attack, so I will definitely smite this thing as well, but let's see if I hit it my reaction. Ooh, 16 on the die. That is a 24 to hit. Ooh. I am going to spend a second level spell slot to smite this creature. Oh, this is a lot more damage this time. Ooh. So that's 20, 20, 20, 20. 30, 31 points of damage. Ooh, buddy. What? Oh my god. It's still alive. What? Oh yeah, it's still alive. Is it at least looking hurt? Oh, it's looking really hurt. Oh, it's really hurt. Good. And as you cut into it, it has one one of its tentacle arms wrapped around Rindar nice and tight. And then you see that second hit come in. And it just, it looks like it damn near cripples Rindar. And Rindar goes unconscious as this thing begins to pull him into its body to absorb him. Um, And as it's doing that, you also see on the other side of the, the perimeter, more grass starting to move as a second one seems to be coming out. Moving towards the party. 
and you guys are now torn between this one that's severely injured but trying to swallow Rindar, who is unconscious from that hit, and then the second one that's moving towards the party. And I think this is where we'll stop. <laughs> Poor Rindar. <laughs> God. You should do something to me. You should kill me in case I turn. Yeah, well, about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, travelers, I am Morgan, your master of games, and I just want to say thank you for listening to our adventure. We really hope you enjoyed this episode and will return for more. Please join us next week as we once again return to the journey with our heroes of Voxes. If you love the stories we are creating, please give us a follow and likes wherever you listen to us online to help other wandering adventurers find us as well. Or you can just share our link with your fellow dice throwing friends. Remember, whether it's at the table or in life, never stop rolling. Thanks again, and I hope you all have a great night.